0: nurses. A nurse at Cedars-Sinai was physically assaulted by a surgeon and is now suing the doctor for his actions. Nurses have been the targets of bullying, intimidation, harassment, and violence long enough. Let's talk about how this could be our own profession's Me Too moment and how it will affect your nursing career right here on episode 139 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation, whether you're listening for the first time or you've been tuning in for months or years. This podcast is always about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of podcasters over at PulseMediaNetwork.com. Check us out. We are RNF. FM Radio, The Nurse Keith Show, The Introvert Biz Growth Podcast, Your Next Shift with Elizabeth Scala, and The Gluten-Free RN. And I want to remind you that you can help other people find this show by leaving a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. I would love for you to do that for me. Let me know if you do, and I will give you a shout out here on the show to thank you for your generosity. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, hop on over to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 139 for all the information that you need. Anyway, I am thrilled you're here and I'm anxious to talk with you about today's topic. So let's jump into the studio and get going. Folks, back on December 18th, 2017, I published a blog post based on recent reports that a former charge nurse from Cedars-Sinai in the Beverly Hills area is suing the surgeon who was caught on video physically assaulting her outside the OR suite. This nurse had worked for Cedars Sinai for quite some time. This surgeon seems to have been known for this type of behavior, and it was caught on a security camera when he actually struck her in the back of the head as she was leaving the o r suite. He later followed her down the hallway allegedly and told her that he could treat her this way because she liked the abuse. Surgeon Kerry Karush asil or. Had the temerity to tell Paula Ricky the nurse that she liked it, and he has the temerity to continue working. And Cedars Sinai has not been very forthcoming to let us know how he has actually been held accountable for his actions. It seems that when Nurse Paula Ricky went to Cedars-Sinai and she spoke truth to power and told them what had happened to her, it seems that she was actually punished much more than he was. Her working hours were cut significantly. She was moved to another unit where she wasn't normally working, and he continued to work his normal hours in the OR unit where she had been working. They have not come clean about what consequences, if any, the surgeon has experienced, and they will not go public with any of that information because many of us believe that he has not suffered any consequences whatsoever. So this really shows us how a surgeon can treat a nurse in a horribly egregious manner, and apparently suffer very few consequences for his actions, whereas the nurse ends up having to leave her unit, have her hours cut, and actually eventually leave the workplace because it was so uncomfortable for her. What it comes down to, my friends, and I'm sure many of you would agree with me, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your own career as well, is this comes down to Power differentials. There are power differentials being addressed throughout the Me Too movement. I'm sure you've heard of the Me Too movement. The hashtag has trended enormously around the country and around the world in these previous months. We're used to it affecting people in the entertainment industry like Harvey Weinstein, and we're used to it affecting other people like politicians, let's say Judge Roy Moore, let's say the senator from Minnesota, Al Franken, these people have been toppled pretty quickly because they're public figures, and when accusations of sexual harassment or sexual abuse or rape or aberrant behavior come to light, these people are cut loose from their companies and everyone divests of them pretty quickly. Now we're starting to see this type of situation crop up in the healthcare space. And Nurse Ricky and Dr. Asil are one example of this happening in the very recent past. Now, the problem with this type of thing happening in a private, or even a public healthcare institution is that a surgeon or a doctor in a hospital or health system is not really a public figure. They do not have celebrity status per se. So there isn't really the media spotlight on them to really force their hands to resign or force their employers to fire them, to let them go and to make public the consequences that they are facing based on their egregious and despicable actions. So doctors, we have to see in terms of a power differential, are huge generators of income. They generate money for hospitals. So when a doctor or a surgeon does something naughty and they get caught out or they get called out by a nurse or another person who was the recipient of that type of behavior, we can see that healthcare institutions might actually not want to punish the doctor because that doctor brings lots of money into the coffers of the hospital and they don't want to upset the apple cart by letting go of him. So this leads us to the conclusion that nurses need to speak up even more loudly when they are bullied, harassed, intimidated, sexually assaulted, physically assaulted, etc., Because we need to make sure that these types of situations are brought to light, that they are brought to the public eye, that the media is aware of them, and that they get publicized so that hospital and healthcare employers are pressured from the outside and the inside to do the right thing, to fire doctors, to fire anyone who engages in actions such as these. So my friends, one question I want to ask you right now, and I want you to ponder this is, have you ever been on the receiving end of harassment, intimidation, bullying, sexual assault? And sexual assault can be defined in many, many ways. It's not just a physical assault. It can also be innuendo. It can be words. It can be a slap on the butt. It can be anything that makes you feel uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be an actual physical assault for it to be considered sexual assault or sexual harassment. Has any of this ever happened to you? If it did happen to you, did you feel that you could go to administration and report it? And if you did report it did you have any shred of confidence that something would actually be done to bring that person to justice and to assuage the feelings that you're having that no one really cares and that this doctor or whoever it was who bullied or harassed or attacked you was able to be held accountable for his actions i would like to know if you have any stories about this i won't make them public of course But I would like you to get in touch with me to let me know if you've experienced it and what happened. What were the consequences? Were you fired? Were you let go? Were you pressured to resign? Did the person who perpetrated these actions against you suffer any consequences? Or was it swept under the rug because perhaps they were a surgeon or doctor and they were an income generator? This brings us to this issue of the power differential between nurses and doctors and the ways in which nurses and doctors, mm, we are measured in different ways. You see, nurses' work isn't generally billed so that we can't really claim the Level of income that we can generate because we don't bill for our services. This has been seen as a problem by many, many people over the years. And in this particular instance, I can see how it creates this differential that makes nurses seem much less valuable, quote unquote, valuable to a healthcare institution than a surgeon or a doctor. But we have to remember that nurses are highly valuable, that we are the largest population of healthcare workers in the country. We make up the largest percentage of people who work in the healthcare space. So we need to be honored, we need to be respected, we need to be valued, and we need to be supported if we are on the receiving end of harassment, attacks, violence, etc., because. The gears of the healthcare system would stop turning without nurses. We need to remember that and our employers need to remember that. My friends, I don't want you to be out there on your own being harassed or intimidated or bullied or otherwise treated poorly by people who will not be held accountable for their actions. This means that in this moment, this historical moment of the explosion of public allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault against so many men in positions of power in many, many different industries and organizations and layers of American society, and we can assume outside of American society and culture as well, that we nurses ourselves need to also stand up for our own me too moment. Maybe your me too moment is that you've been bullied by another nurse and it's time to say no. It's time for that type of behavior to stop. Maybe your me too moment is that you have been On the receiving end of violence by patients or their families, we can say me too to that and that our workplaces need to do a better job of protecting us in the workplace. Perhaps your Me Too moment has to do with being intimidated or bullied or sexually harassed by a powerful surgeon or doctor. And maybe we need to support you in coming forward and reporting that and speaking truth to power and bringing that information to light so that that surgeon or doctor can be held accountable. The Me Too moment can be different for each person. And when we say Me Too, We mean that we are standing in solidarity with the other nurses who experienced these types of negative behaviors. And we're saying that no more, we are not going to accept it. We are not going to allow this type of behavior to short circuit our careers, our self-confidence, our sense of value, our sense of self-worth and self-respect. And we are going to make sure that people are held accountable when they act in ways that are not in line with the values that we purport as healthcare providers. So yes, this is a historical moment in our country, powerful men are being brought down by women who are willing to speak out loud and stand up. And I wrote something in this blog post. Actually, there's quite a bit in the blog post that I would like you to read, and it is linked at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 139, but I wrote the following. Nurses often feel disempowered in a healthcare system where doctors and surgeons are perceived as gods, while nurses are seen as their subservient handmaidens. In a professional setting where nurses are still approximately 90% female, the potential for abuse along gender lines is high. For nurses like Ms. Paula Rickey, the consequences of speaking out and standing up for what's right are often a frightening and disconcerting unknown. In the spirit of the Me Too movement, it's time for nurses to stand up to physicians' abuses of power, such as that displayed by Dr. Assel. There is deservedly plenty of literature about horizontal violence between nurses, yet we need to also see an equally significant body of literature regarding vertical violence perpetrated by doctors against nurses. The moment for nurses to say me too has come. Abuse and violence in the workplace do not need to be sexual in nature to be worthy of our attention. The sexual exploitation and abuse of women by men is generally viewed as a consequence of the aforementioned power differential in an overwhelmingly patriarchal system. Any form of violence, verbal, emotional, psychological, sexual, or physical, is unacceptable in every situation or environment nurses our me too moment is here and it's time for those who transgress against us to be held accountable for their actions be they other nurses surgeons or doctors and in the words of bob marley get up stand up stand up for your rights the time is now so folks that is an excerpt from the blog post titled violence against nurses our own me too moment it was published on december eighteenth, 2017 over at digitaldoorway.blogspot.com and you know we really need to have this conversation and like i said in that quote that there's plenty of documentation there's plenty of study and literature and research done about Lateral violence between nurses. And we know that people like my friend Renee Thompson are fighting against bullying among nurses, trying to eradicate it, and trying to help healthcare institutions figure out how to weed out the bullies and create cultures of acceptance where we all feel valued and we are all treated with the equal respect that we deserve. However, we also need to make sure that a body of literature is built and created and maintained that documents the ways in which nurses are put upon or harassed or intimidated or bullied by others, especially those who have greater power than them in the hierarchical structures of the healthcare system and healthcare workplaces. These environments are stressful enough. Nurses have enough stress dealing with patients, dealing with paperwork, dealing with documentation, the stresses of the workplace, the blood and the guts and the gore and the difficulty and the stress of the work that we do caring for patients day in and day out all around the country and all around the world. Nurses do not need to feel that they have to protect themselves from other nurses who will bully or harass them or otherwise try to intimidate them. And we certainly don't need to feel like we have to protect ourselves from powerful physicians or surgeons who will use their power over us based on that power differential that I identified just a few moments ago. So folks, the charge for each of you and for myself as well is to be outspoken proponents and advocates for ourselves and for our fellow nurses and any other workers or staff within the healthcare milieu who we feel are being treated poorly. This can impact our self-confidence, It can impact our ability to feel that we can perform our jobs in the way that we were trained to and that we want to. It can also impact our ability to feel confident enough to go out and speak truth to power, to report allegations that something happened that shouldn't have happened, to bring aberrant and negative behavior to the attention of the people who need to know about it. It can also affect our ability to feel like We want to go back to school, that we want to learn more, that we want to accumulate new skills and knowledge and expertise. It might make us want to go screaming for the hills and leaving nursing and healthcare altogether and maybe opening a restaurant or becoming a trail guide or becoming a campsite host, whatever it happens to be, you know. There's enough going on in our workplaces. There's enough stress impacting us. We don't need these sorts of situations. No one does and no one deserves them. And here in the nursing milieu, here within the healthcare industry, it's our responsibility to stand up for ourselves, to stand up for our workplaces and our colleagues and say no, say no more, to say, me too, I've experienced this, or say, me too, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. Now, folks, speaking of being a witness, when you have witnessed bullying, when you have witnessed behavior that didn't really sit quite right with you, What have you done with that information? What have you done when you've been in a situation where you've seen another nurse bullying a nurse colleague of yours? Have you acted or reacted when you've seen a surgeon berate a nurse unnecessarily? Have you seen someone physically assault or otherwise intimidate or harass a coworker or have they intimidated or harassed you? we need to put our heads together. We need to figure out what we're going to do when we witness these types of situations. Are we going to step in the middle? Are we going to say, now, wait a second, this isn't right. We need to stop this behavior right now. Or are we going to whip out our iPhones and make video documentation of aberrant behavior so that it can be documented and then reported? Are we going to just turn silently on our voice memo on our phone so we can record a doctor screaming at a nurse? What are we going to do in order to document this type of behavior so that consequences can be rained down on the person who is perpetrating it? Also, if one of your coworkers or you yourself needs to go to administration and needs to speak with someone about a negative Incident that occurred, let's not allow one of us to go to administration alone. Let's always make sure that if we or someone we know and respect and love has to go report something like this, that there is always a witness on hand so that it doesn't come down to a he said, she said situation, that we have a witness, that it's documented, that it's filmed, that it's recorded, so that we know. That administration can also be held accountable for having been on the receiving end of this information, and we can then say, wait, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to help us? How are you going to resolve this situation? So you can tell that I am... (laughs) I am pretty fired up about this. The situation at Cedars-Sinai is quite upsetting. It's been getting a lot of traction on social media and also with the news media as well. There's a link in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 139 to an article where you can see the video of this physician striking this nurse in the back of the head so you can actually see it for yourself. Thank God for security cameras. And let's make sure we keep up the pressure on Cedars-Sinai so that we make sure that this doesn't happen again. Okay, folks. So if you would like to do something and it's you're listening to this podcast episode in late 2017 or early 2018, please call the Cedars-Sinai legal department at 310-423-5708. That is Cedars-Sinai legal department at 310-423-5708. Politely let them know who you are, what type of work you do, and what you think about this situation with nurse Ricky and the surgeon at Cedar sinai Ask them to hold the surgeon accountable Ask them to be transparent about what consequences he is going to face for his egregious actions and ask them how are they going to compensate Nurse Ricky and how are they going to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else in their employ. So put some pressure on Cedars-Sinai. And if your workplace has a similar situation, make sure that you spread the word so that those of us out here on the interwebs can come to your defense and put pressure on your organization to do the right thing. My friends, this is super important. This is a real historical moment in National culture and society here in the United States and also around the world, the Me Too movement is spreading. And whether it is physical violence or emotional or sexual violence, it doesn't matter. It has to stop. And the people who are the perpetrators of such violence definitely need to be held accountable. So, I want you to get in touch with me if you care to at keith at nursekeith.com. Let me know what you've seen. Let me know what you've experienced. This will be completely just between you and me. I am trying to really understand the experiences of the nurses out there in the Nurse Keith Nation. I want to know what has happened to you, what you've seen, and if maybe your organization has done the right thing. I want to hear the good stories too. I want to know about. The employers, the hospitals, the healthcare systems, the clinics, the community health centers that have done the right thing, that have held people accountable, that have not stood by as bullying and harassment and intimidation happened right under their nose. So definitely get in touch with me. And if you need my support, If something has happened and you don't know what to do with it, if you're sitting with an experience that feels terrible and you need an advocate, email me at keithatnursekeith.com and tell me the story. I will try to point you in the right direction and also spend some time on the phone with you just talking through the choices that you have and the actions you can take so that you can feel that the situation is correctly addressed by the people who need to address it. So thanks for putting up with this diatribe. I feel like this is a really important topic. It is really timely. It's very hot on social media and in the news right now. And we need to keep up the pressure on our workplaces to do the right thing. So folks, I really appreciate you tuning into episode 139. I hope this is an empowering episode for you. I hope you'll share it with people who need to hear this message, and I hope that you will take some inspired action in this regard. So folks, I want to make sure that you know that I'm on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, which is... 9 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern. I talk about timely topics on Facebook Live every Wednesday morning. And I also want you to know that I'm doing spontaneous Facebook Live episodes as well. I talked about what we're talking about on this episode just the other day on Facebook Live. So make sure you change your settings on Nurse Keith Coaching on Facebook so that you're notified every time I go live. We're having some great, lively conversations there, and I would love for you to be there with me. And did you know that you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? That's right. You can join Wendy Davidson and Bradley Sandoval in giving a very small amount to the Nurse Keith Show every month to support the production and promotion of the show. I really appreciate it. And if you give at least 5 or $10, you get some nice gifts in exchange for your generous support. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to find out more. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com forward Keith. The nurse Keith show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of the podcasting group.com and social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappy My ongoing thanks to Mark and also to Tim and his team for their support of the show. I couldn't do it without them. Please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. Check out the Pulse Media Network at pulsemedianetwork.com. And again, make sure that you reach out to me if you need any support and email me at keith at nursekeith.com and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Folks, I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career more satisfying and inspired and safe than you ever imagined possible. Be well, dig deep, create success, seek joy, keep in touch with me. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. This is Nurse Keith signing off from episode 139. Take care, folks. Adios.